Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. We're super excited to be joined by Sagamore Spirit President Brian Tracy today. Brian, thanks so much. We really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's uh, this is going to be a fun chat. Um, I'm going to take it easy on the bottles. That way I make it all the way through the conversation. Actually, you're the important one here. It doesn't matter if I make it through the conversation or not. So who am, who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Um, but no, so uh, so you guys were kind enough to uh, to share some samples with us. Um, and I know you're going to go through those. Uh, I think at least you're going to kind of share a, a little bit about, uh, well, you're going to share a lot about the bottles, but uh, I'm really, really excited. And I don't want to steal any thunder. I, I do have a, a business related question, but first, uh, so it, was it Arizona? Is that where you moved to Maryland from? Uh, it is. Yeah. I lived in Flagstaff, Arizona for about 20 years. And, and you ran a, um, an outfitters or a guide company. I did. Yeah. Uh, one called four season guides out of Flagstaff, Arizona. We, uh, we had a retail store, um, a ski shop, stand up, ca- um, stand up paddleboard and kayak rental business. And then the main business was, uh, outdoor adventure. So we did backpacking and kayaking tours everywhere from Maine. bread and butter was grand Canyon, but we did a fair amount in Yosemite, Southern Utah, Escalante, grand staircase, the entire Colorado plateau. And so did that for about 15 years. So here's the question I have is you take a guy in Arizona, uh, outfitter, outdoor says everything, right? It's I, I wouldn't expect that you spend a lot of time in an office unless uh, it was, you know, I mean, there's planning and there's other things that go on, but I would imagine if that's kind of where your heart was leading you and that's what you were doing professionally, you wanted to be outside. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I did want to be outside. I, I love the outdoors. I grew up, um, everything I did as a kid was outdoors. Uh, and so in college, I wrote a business plan uh, about starting this, this company. And then when I graduated college, I went and thought I needed to do what was right and got a real job and went up and got a job at spider ski clothing, was working in the warehouse, then got a job and transferred over into the accounting department. After about, about four months of sitting at a desk in the accounting department, I was like, this is the, this is awful. Like sitting at a desk is like, I was like, you, you're, you have yourself and a dog. You have no obligations in the world. Like you should go back and start that business plan. So I went back to Flagstaff, Arizona about six months later and started the business plan. And, and then I found out it was great in the beginning. I was always on the trips, always running the tours, getting the business up and running. I was the only employee for the first year or so. And so of course you never could do any wrong. So there was no HR issues <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, and then uh, as business grew, I ended up being forced inside to kind of just run the actual business, but I still got out a lot more than I do now. And, uh, but when I got here, this is fun. Like, I mean, the distillery, you're always moving around. You're always checking out like what's going on in operations, what's going on in the still, what's going on in fermentation, what's going on in the bottling. And you traveled a lot. So what I've really found out is I don't like COVID. 
and <laughs> exactly <laughs> hate COVID. And like that has completely ruined so much fun as far as like a brand like this, getting out, sipping whiskey with people, uh, sharing stories and so forth. That that uh, luckily the Zoom thing's kind of cool, but COVID stinks. That's true. Well, so so I, I can't let you off on this because I see where you tried to spin this one. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, you know how they got his ass into an office is they offered him rye whiskey <laughs> and it's always available. That's how they got you back in the office. And it didn't hurt. I got to say, like, you know, it was like one of those things like it definitely was one of those things, too, where, uh, you know, I had a pretty cool job before. And uh, I looked at one of the seven natural wonders of the world pretty much every day. And so my view was pretty amazing. I worked with some great people, always interesting stories from the guests. Uh, and I always thought, what else, what other business could ever potentially even remotely sway you away from that? And then someone said, would you be interested in ever running a whiskey distillery? And I was like, well, that, that's one that would definitely get your attention. Like, I wasn't expecting that, yeah. but now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I told the guy before, cause he'd offered like some, the, our owner, I, I knew before, before this business started, uh, he'd offered some other things at me. I was like, yeah, like I got a pretty good gig going, but if you ever had something like really unusual, <laughs> I said, I'd be very open to it. And, uh, I don't know if he did this just because of the challenge of finding me something unusual or <laughs> uh, like, I'm, I'm going to teach him a lesson. Let's see if it's a good one. Right. <laughs> but he definitely got my attention with that. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so I know you've got, uh, you're going to share, um, uh, I'm going to call it a historical overview, I, I guess, if that's fair. And, and there's lots of interesting things I, I did. Uh, Dan and I did go out and, and we, we did a little bit of research on you just to, and, and, uh, I definitely see, um, Sagamore on the shelves here and, um, uh, who was I watching? Uh, Brett was having a conversation with Mickey Pinstripes at the Bourbon and Rye Club. And I'm like, shit, we got to get these people on the show, man. This stuff is great. And I can't lie, this uh, Manhattan finish over here, it's, I'm like, I'm dying to get my hands on it. But we're going to sample uh, your couple of, the couple of flagships. So your rye whiskey, we've got the cask strength, we've got the double oak. And again, as I mentioned, the Manhattan finish. But, um, and, and I may be stealing a little bit of your thunder. But um, there's a lot of history in as it relates to rye and specifically a Maryland rye that I actually wasn't aware of. Now that I've I've, I've listened to a little bit, I'm going to get to hear it now in, in virtually in person. So so I'm sure I'm going to appreciate it more and take some different things away. But uh, but a lot of history and and a uh, just a, a hell of a venue it looks like that you guys have up there, man. I mean, you you guys are really doing something great for uh, the or have done something and are continue to do for the Baltimore community. So I'm really excited to hear uh, the Sagamore spirit story. There's two S's and only one in spirit. But uh, <laughs> Man, you're good. You're really good. You're be <laughs> that's better than most ever caught on. So that's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there, uh, Cal. But really, you bring up a great point. Like, I think a lot of folks don't necessarily always know that Maryland has a rich history of distilling. You know, we have one that goes back to the 15, 1600s, and it was really just rum at the time. And at the time we were getting our sugars and our molasses from the British West Indies. And then like anything, the government kind of gets involved in 1733, the British hit us with the molasses tax act and started hitting us with taxes and tariffs. 
Um, well, folks didn't want to pay taxes and tariffs. They just wanted a good, good drink of booze. And so we had a lot of resourceful people uh, in this area, you know, right next to Ellis Island. We're the second largest site for immigration here in the Baltimore harbors. Hmm. And so it's, it's got a lot of history of that. So we had a lot of Polish, German, Scotch, Irish folks that knew how to distill grain based type products. And we grew a lot of cover crop uh, tobacco. So we had a lot of rye as a cover crop for the tobacco fields and just being resourceful people, you know, back in the day, no one let anything go to waste and they knew how to distill grain based type products. And basically by the mid 1700s, we were nothing but whiskey making here in, in Maryland. And so, you know, of course goes on a little bit and our tensions with the British continue to rise. We have a little something called the Revolutionary War. We come out of that $54 million in debt. And they decide the way they're going to pay down the, the debt is by, you know, raising the taxes again on, on whiskey. So by the late 1780s, early 1790s, you start having the whiskey rebellions happening in the mid-Atlantic region, especially up in Pennsylvania. And that's when names such as Marion Jacob Beam from the Beam family, yep. Basil Hayden, and those folks actually were already distilling here in Maryland, but they moved to places that weren't developed yet. And so they, they like get away from government, get away from George Washington, get away from, get away from the tax. Yeah. Don't pay the taxes. And then, you know, a few years later, 1792, they'd call that place Kentucky. So they couldn't run too far, but they got far enough. They probably worked out well for them for a while, but you know, it all started right here in the mid Atlantic region and um, the original American whiskey is rye whiskey, whether, you know, up in Monongahela style in Pennsylvania, you have a Maryland style, even at George Washington in 1799, still 11,000 gallons of, of rye whiskey. So there's a lot of great history here in the mid-Atlantic region. And yet, as you know, eventually the whiskey rebellion kind of goes away. Uh, Distilling really kind of takes off in this country, but it was really around the Civil War when a lot of people were just very, uh, a lot of people traveling up through the mid-Atlantic region. That's when the Maryland-style rye really began to get its reputation as a superior rye whiskey. So Monongahela styles, usually 100% rye grain, really nice, bold, spicy rye whiskey. Maryland was known as a sweeter, rounder, uh, more approachable rye whiskey. We use a lot more corn and malt barley in our in our mash bill that kind of help with those types of recipes and, and round it out and so forth. And, you know, eventually we kept distilling through prohibition. We had 21 distilleries in, in downtown Baltimore, 44 in the state of Maryland. It's one of the reasons we're called the free state. Switched over to ethanol production to support World War II. Our last distillery closed its doors in 1982, sold that, sold that name off to Heaven Hill. That was Pikesville Rye. But like, you know, even the Kentucky distilleries saw value in Maryland rye whiskey names that they bought them up. And then the identity and the brand and the identity and this concept of Maryland style rye could live on for decades without anybody actually in Maryland doing it. So we saw it as an amazing opportunity, white space to jump in and bring that industry back to our state and that that and really get maryland its rightful place in distilling history and so they'll always ask you what other products do you do and i say what other products are there it's, it's all rye whiskey man that's all you need and so that's what we do uh, yeah great yeah that that's a that's a fantastic segue into where we're going to go and uh you may have already noticed i'm uh, i'm cheating and sipping as you're talking i mean it's like dinner and a show well it's like a drink and a show i mean i i can't not and um uh you know i i'm i definitely do get a little bit of a different uh you know because again i i hadn't tried it before tonight 
And, uh, you know, and, and I do like to typically wait to kind of get the I'm interacting with the guy. Right. So it's like, hey, what, what should I be getting out of this? But I can tell. So this is uh, we're drinking. Uh, this is your flagship. Right. Uh, yep. Just the straight rye whiskey. So it's what, 95 percent rye and 5 percent barley ish. Actually, what we do, which is really kind of unique and an added layer of complexity, but we think it's well worth it is um, in all of our products in that signature rye there is we do, we distill two mash bills. We distill one that's 95% rye, 5% malted barley. We'll age that four to six years. And then we distill what we call our barely legal rye. So just like bourbon in a mash bill or recipe, you have to be at least 51% corn to be a bourbon. Well, in a rye, you have to be at least 51% rye. So we call this our barely legal rye. So it's 52% rye. 43% corn, 5% malted barley. And we age that four to six years, depending on the product. And then every product we have has a blend of the two. And why we do that is you kind of get this really interesting spicy complexity of that high rye and those classic rye notes. You'll get the cinnamon, you'll get the clove, the nutmeg, the baking spices, if you yep. will. But hopefully you get this interesting round fruity floral like sweetness to it that all of a sudden like wow that's really easy to drink um and really well balanced and that's what we get out of those two mash bills and why we put them together and in this signature ride the, the kind of our flagship that's exactly what we wanted maryland was always known as, as a really easy drinking rye whiskey so this is um 83 proof Classic Maryland ryes were 80 or 86 proof. So we split it right down the middle. And that nice lower ABV makes it really easy to drink. Great neat, great with a cube. Still stands up in a classic cocktail like an old fashioned or a Manhattan. Um, and so folks that are newer to rye whiskey or yeah, don't it, want this, something <laughs> so angular, you know, like this is great for them. The, yeah. the, the ones who are seasoned whiskey drinkers who love rye and love big, bold ryes, this is probably. Yeah. They've this already killed this and said, yeah, this yeah, they killed this and said give me the next one, man. Give yeah. me the next one, right? So. This is day drinking whiskey for you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or golf course whiskey, however you'd like to, however you'd like to put it. Uh, yeah, you can still, you know, you can still sink a 30-foot putt, but, you know, enjoy a little bit of whiskey without getting too out of bounds, you know? Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, though. I mean, it is definitely smooth. And, and to your point, I mean, this is, you know, if you um, – if you have a friend that's, uh, you know, they're into Canadian whiskey or they're bourbon drinkers and they're like, oh, I don't like rye because they, they got a hold of a, you know, a 114 or something, you know, that's just like, you know, heavy peppercorn, hot, 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 you know, and give them a bite. I mean, this is a great way to, uh, to kind of, uh, you know, shoehorn somebody into, wait a minute, not all rye whiskeys are going to, you know, to blow the back of your mouth off. So. That's right. Um, we, we think that's incredibly important. Um, I, I've, I've done a lot of tastings and, and samplings over the years, and you tend to run into, whoa. I know you froze up on us there. Did I lose? You're, you're, no, you're no, back. You got us. He's you back. got us. You're back. back. You're good. Apologize, man. No problem. No, you're we good. Just got new internet. It's been so good. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, we we have rubbed people the wrong way before. I can't lie. <laughs> man, this, this may be the first time we've rubbed the internet the wrong way, though. <laughs> man, yeah, we we shit canned our last company, man. They were awful. Yeah, uh, well, we've been rolling. So. And I told the kids, no, no Xbox, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about no that, problem. guys. No problem. All good, bud. Yeah, no, this is. Um, 
Yeah, this is uh, that's really tasty. I, uh, I I don't know that I would trouble this for a cocktail. I would just uh, if I if I wanted something different, I'd just put a cube in it. Maybe a dash of bitter or two, but I, I don't think I would really do anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't for my palate, I wouldn't need to sweeten this up anymore if I was expecting rye. Um, and, and it's not overly sweet, but like you said, I mean, great introductory, mm-hmm. Hey, here's your, uh, here's your Avenue to get you into rye whiskeys. And then you can start graduating from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ideally, you know, the signature rye kind of gets you into our portfolio. And then as time goes on, <clears throat> you kind of graduate up through it and, and I don't expect someone to love all our rise. Ideally, though, they find one that they can really connect with and, and enjoy, you know. So, uh, yeah. but this is this is our gateway. Like I always tell people, like, what'd you get started on whiskey? You know, you don't you often hear people starting on Booker's or Baker's or something like that, right? It's like, <laughs> you get started on 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 Jim, Johnny, or Jack. Like, right. you know, that's right. It, it's those lower ABVs yeah. um, that kind of get you in the door. Um, and, and then we got plenty of high ABVs for you after that too. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, so I was looking through your website, man, and holy shit, do you guys have a lot of expressions? (laughs) And and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean, you guys are really being, and I I do have a question that's kind of going to play off that in a minute, but I mean, I'm kind of scrolling through and like, you're right. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of flavored whiskeys. I think if you're, if you're adding something that's not organic and you can say, well, it's organic additive, watch this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll make my own cocktail. But if you're adding it, I mean, just like you did with the Manhattan, you know, you're putting it in the barrels, which is, you know, it, it is still a straight whiskey because there are no additives. It's just taking whatever's, you know, attached to, and I, I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves, I promise. But what I was going to ask and, and something that I find, um, uh, I'm not shocked by it. And we've talked to some other folks that are doing this, but one thing I would commend you guys on and, and go on your website. And it clearly says we partnered with, I, I don't know if partner, but, uh, you know, we, we, we partnered with an Indiana, uh, distillery that's making and, and the fact that you're not hiding anything. And I would say you're overly transparent about it. I don't mean that negatively. I just mean that you're very clear that, Hey, this is like, here, here's where it's coming from. Here's what we're doing to it. And here's why it's unique to us. I mean, I think there's a genuineness there that, I mean, for myself personally, I mean, it, that's kind of that, you know, I I gravitate towards, I want to drink that more just because of the transparency and what I'm getting and, you know, in, in bringing those fans on board and adopting to, uh, the Sagamore spirit label, well, it's only going to get better. Better may not be the right word to use, but it's it's only going to continue to impress as you guys start to you know bring things in house and, and move it through your own. So is the uh, this rye? It's nine AJ thirty six oh two by D. Is that a is that an MGB, MGP product? Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Currently, everything that we have on the market is still MGP. Okay. And so. Um, so yeah, like you said, there was a couple of things that we really liked about working with them that made sense for our business model. When we look at our business model and, and you know, it just gave you the whole spiel on Maryland rye whiskey and rye whiskey, rye whiskey is 
we knew it was going to be a really bad business plan to spend four years building our, our distillery, designing and building it out, and then four years aging our products. So eight, nine years later before we collect any money. You mean spending a lot of money and not making any money for four years? We found out this business is pretty capital intensive. <laughs> and like it's, it's definitely got some overhead. Um, and now a lot of people, which is great, they'll make a rum, they'll make a gin, which is awesome. But we decided we're really fortunate enough on day one to have Larry Ebersold, who was the master distiller at MGP and worked there at Seagram's and Pernod Ricard and everything for 41 years. He's the godfather of rye whiskey. He's distilled more rye whiskey than anybody. And he's been on our project and still on our project today. So it made a lot of sense for us to say, all right, Larry still has great understanding of their process and can help us make sure that we get the best whiskey humanly possible out of there. We never bought aged whiskey, sourced whiskey. We did everything specific to our POs. We uh, supplied the barrels. We weren't just another 95.5, if you will. You, you know, we have 95.5 plus our blend to really make it a unique product. And for us, just it made a lot of sense for us to just get our start there and say, here's our rye whiskey on day one. Uh, instead of we have a great history of distilling rye whiskey in Maryland, but here's my gin. And so we just kind of, that's how we got our start. Now that's just us and our business model. There's a lot of different business models that were different that makes sense for each and individual person in, in business. And I would never, it's a tough business to get started. So I salute everybody, whatever avenue they take, it's a tough business. And so, um, no, but, but it, it's a novel approach though. If you, I mean, like in thinking about it and, and I'm with you, right? I mean, you, we, whatever you got to do to make a buck and so not even to make money, whatever you have to do to stay in business is key. Right. And I mean, that's first and foremost. I mean, you, you got it. You got to get something in a bottle. You got to get it to a consumer. They got to like it. They got to drink it. They got to like it. And then they got to buy again. And, you know, I mean, you guys, it, it kind it goes to show, I mean, you had a, a really solid business plan. I mean, you knew what you wanted to be and you knew where you wanted to, what you knew what you wanted to be. You knew what you were going to be when you started. And that's the, I think that's a, such a solid path because so many individuals, it's like, Hey, I'm going to kind of crutch along this thing along the way. I mean, I, you guys are crutching in a way, if you will, not, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but, but you're crutching in a, in a, in a format and you're leveraging viable resources that allow you to stay core to who you are from inception to maturity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we use this expression a lot. We, we, in this business and at Sagmore, we, and this, so it's coincidental that I'm on your show, so I'm going to use it. Uh, we take a lot of long putts. Like, like there's a lot of long putts in this business, man. Nice. Like, and if you can just do have some without breaks, at least like it's hey, a miss on the high more, side. It's a little bit, you get a little closer to the hole, you know, um, yeah. because this whole business is like, Hey, well, how much whiskey are you making this year? Well, I don't know how much do you want to sell in six years from now? And it's kind of like, <laughs> who the hell knows that? So we either have too much or too little. I know that. And so you already have a lot of putts. So like, but like to have the ability to work with MGP and know that they have a history of making great products that people don't run from their products. They, they, they know it. they just want to know that it's their products. And we are now in the process of next year, we're going to start going into the bottle with our make. And, you know, I don't know what that transition timeframe will look like. It's a little bit has to do with your rate of sale. It all has to do with your quality yep. and, and, it, it, and you only get to do it once, so you better get it right. And so we're that's we're pretty that's pretty much the topic of conversation for us in 2021. So, 
We're excited about it. It's 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 like this long time coming up, and we do little teasers with our with our pennies proof. This little two hundred mil samples will will release of our product, just so people see the aging process and how it's coming along. But we're really happy, and you know, Larry's very happy with what he's tasting as well. We feel directionally it's going to be very strong. We're at. When we tasted the whiskey the other day that we made, still not out there. It's confidently, confidently young. So like it's young, but it's it's confident, man. And so what, like, what we, are you what what are you in right now? Three, four years? We're in the three barrel? and a half years. Yeah. Okay. And we don't want anything to be under four. And so we think you know middle of next year will be about four, four and a half. You know, and we'll start to transition uh, some of that into the bottle, whether that's eight percent. 28% a little hard to know right now. We're, we're working on that. And we'll be working on that over the next couple months. Cool. Cause a lot of people are releasing, I didn't say a lot, but, but there are definitely people that are releasing two year rise that are, that are good. Right. I mean, is that, that, but is, is that because it doesn't fit the Maryland style mash bill or what's the, is there a, if you could play on that a little bit? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. What we've learned about maturation is, once you start sticking corn in there, it needs more time. Like bourbon, yeah. you, you like bourbons do really well at eight years old and kind of up, right? Rye does really well at five, six, seven. Yeah. And so do we have that corn mash bill? We just need it added time. Um, and we've certainly learned whiskey definitely does better with time. And so we've come this far. We really like what we're tasting. We're, and we love what's in the pipeline, but we're just, we're going to hold true at that value of, of being four plus years old. Um, and we're, we've, I've been at it since 2013. I've come this close. You've said six more months. I can do six more months. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no reason to rush it. I mean, what's in the yeah. bottle is fantastic right now. I mean, there's no reason to go down a road of, uh, you know, I mean, you don't want to wake up tomorrow and go like, shit, <laughs> you know, it, I, I could, if I would just want to, you know, it's that whole, you know, that you know, patience is a virtue, but I mean, but it's also, it's kind of that eagerness of, man, it is so close. It's almost, you know, when, when is that right point to that when you get there, you know, All right, so are you and Larry ever out there tasting and, and you're tasting it and it's, and you know, maybe it's uh, maybe, maybe your, 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 your three tastes from your last and you're like, it's just blown you away. And it's like, Oh, Oh, it, it, it it's here. <laughs> um, we've have been very excited that we, I would say like we know it's gonna be here. Okay. Like, it, like you can just like just just enough hints, but like I look at where we were even a year ago. It's not from the same batch. Like we'll analyze the same batch over time, so we're it's consistent. All right. The depth and the structure that's in the whiskey now just a year later blows you away staggering wow. yeah staggering so then you just think like yeah i could use one more cold winter <laughs> like, like i could use really one more cold winter to kind of just bring it all out of that wood sure. and just kind of really bring it out and then and then get into it maybe right as you're going into summer and that heat starting to push it back out again mm. so mm. yeah are you guys uh, is everything uh, right on the river there where you're at so we do um, you know, we get all of our, we proof all of our whiskeys using hundred percent of the limestone spring water from Sagmore farm. So we have a, a our name comes from a kind of a historic farm in Maryland. That's about 20 miles North used to be famous for thoroughbred horse racing. We still got some horses, but 
really trans transition it to be more of an agricultural re resource for us. We'll get 100% of our non-GMO corn from them in just a, another year or so. And, uh, you know, we get all of our spring water from there. So that's about 20 miles north. Um, and then there's also an aging barn there. And then we have two aging barns, though, that are closer to the distillery, about 10 miles away. So okay. pretty much everything happens fairly close to us, uh, the farm being the furthest. And course we have to go there twice a week because that's where the spring water is so it's, everyone's like do you really do it and yeah you could go ask the guys if we really do it because they look at you like this is the biggest nightmare ever like <laughs> you sent me packing up that highway twice a week to fill up these 330 gallon totes of spring water but it really you know we we've studied the quality of the spring water for three years we still study it today it is some of the highest quality spring water in the, the mid-atlantic region and being so rich in calcium and being iron free hmm. and that mineral water just adds a real interesting complexity to the, that allows a lot of those ester oils and so forth to find a little something more to grab onto and, and really bring out some interesting notes. And so we also think it helps with like the approachability, which I think you'll see in our cash drink. Nice. Yeah. Well, so I've, I've moved on there. Dan, did you move on there? <laughs> no, I'm going now. I'm going now. You go. <laughs> No, but, you know, so, I mean, you can definitely, I don't know if, if uh, when we share some visuals, I don't know if they'll be able to see that. Well, I mean, I can see it from back here through the screen. You can see the difference in color, even though there's a, there's a little reflection. I mean, you can absolutely see a lot going on just uh, just in the bottle. And that, and that bottle you have there, Cal, is the one on your left. Yeah, that one. That's our double oak. Oh shit. I, oops. You're good. Let's go there though. Let's go double Oak. That's where we should be next. Right. Like the double Oak is a really interesting one and it does have crazy color on it. Uh, this color on Damn. it is like this ridiculous, like <laughs> copper, amber, like it is spectacular. It's got like beautiful legs. And so what we do after aging this product for just about five years, we'll marry the two straight rise again. And then we'll put it into another new American oak barrel. Hmm. What's interesting about this oak barrel this time is it's a wave stave barrel. We cut grooves down the lengths of the staves. It increases the amount of surface area now by about 23 to 25%. Wow. So now there's that much more for the whiskey to grab a hold of. But instead of doing a heavy charm, burning off all those like waves, we like those waves. We just do a heavy toast, hmm. kind of like a char one almost. Hmm. And then we do another 12 to 18 months of that barrel. So we're like about six years old, a little over six years old. And you just, the colors come out of it. You get this really interesting toasted oakiness, sweetness, the mouthfeel on it's spectacular. And we're up to 96.6 .6 proof now. So big, big jump in proof, kind of big, bold uh, um, baking spices. Uh, it's got an incredibly interesting sweetness to it. and. And blind tastings, people never guess this is a rye. Wow. Uh, I, I would not. I mean, I'm getting a lot of coconut out of, the, out of this. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's from the probably the uh, the toast yep. that's, that, may be, uh, that may be pulling that off. Like but I'm getting kind of a... Toasted coconut, like, great yeah. observation. I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking like, uh, like coconut cream pie with, uh, and I've shaved some macadamia nut on top of it, you know, is a, a right on top of that meringue. I mean, this is kind of what that is in a glass, man. It's, um, mm. it's pretty amazing. You mentioned some other distilleries in our conversation. We, we usually like to see if people are going down those roads and it's, and I won't stay on this very long, but there's a, another toasted barrel that's, that's been released in the market. It's 
I don't know if it's hard to get. It's uh, it's not widely released in Georgia. I don't even know if it's released in Georgia. I think it is, but not widely. But I would. I'm I'm actually going to put this one up against. Um, you don't advertise this as a toasted barrel, but I mean it. It's it is a toasted barrel finish, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have to go immediately on allocation. And I'd have to charge you double. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here first, and I've got thirty cases. Call me. <laughs> but instead, it's fifty-nine bucks, and it's uh, it's like it's like it's it's straight rye whiskey, ninety-six point six proof, ninety-six point or uh, rating. Um, it is what all those other barrels and, and, and brands kind of talk about, but being small and no, this is no it. one really knows about it, <laughs> it's the, the best value out there. Th- this mm. is exactly it. Yeah. The God, fact I, that we I, can even line price our product with a, a double oak from Brown Foreman, and that's a bourbon and give you an idea. We pay about two seventy three a pound for non GMO corn. We pay about $11 a pound for rye. Oh, wow. So like you just looked about the cost of goods in a bottle and so forth. So, yeah. um, we think we're, you know, we're trying to give you guys, we're trying to give the consumer <clears throat> the best whiskey out there and, and really trying to do our best to keep it as fairly priced as possible. Hmm. Are you only, are you in all 50 States? No. Um, 38. Okay. Close. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything on the East coast, I guess, probably Texas, California and missing some of the Midwest stuff ish. Yeah. It's the Midwest where it gets a little yeah. chopped up. Yeah. No, this is damn good. I mean, it like is, this is, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I could kind of just sit back and keep going through this and get in trouble and uh, you'd want to quit the show uh, <laughs> or, or at least we wouldn't want to release it, but we're not going to do that. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. Actually, we might. I mean, this is like, I mean, I, I could look back at some double oaks on the shelf and they, that that's, uh, I'm not saying that they're bad, but um yeah, I mean, for readily available and for the price point that, that you're getting, I mean, this is, um, you're definitely creating some good value there. And I'm just blown away by that color in this thing, man. It's crazy. You're going to have to take some of this out to West when you guys go play golf in the spring, Kyle. He's a big double oak guy. It's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. You guys ever do a little backyard fire pit and mm-hmm. do any s'mores? Mm hmm. Uh, well, so I live, uh, I'm in a downtown Atlanta in like an old, um, I'm in the crown candy factory. So if I start a fire here, they call the cops, okay. but, yeah. uh, but, but, but originally I'm from East Tennessee. So when I do go back home, uh, we do, uh, we do some, we'll yeah. get some bonfires and spores going. Yeah, this is. That would pair this, this double oak, that toasted oaky sweetness, marshmallow. It pairs incredibly well with it. If you're ever in the backyard, you know, so throw that out. I'm thinking this is like, to me, this is like Thanksgiving day. And I, again, I'm going for that, like a pecan pie and get some fresh, um, uh, like, I don't want the cool whip. I want to, I'll make the whipped cream and layer (laughs) that stuff on top. And again, some, just shave some macadamia nuts on top of this thing, man. That is, that is so stinking good. It's, I mean, I'm getting all this vanilla. I'm getting so like double oak for sure. I mean, it is, I'm I'm definitely, that's the more, this one would help to kind of sit around for a little bit, uh, kind of pour it, let it sit for a few minutes and then come back and revisit it. I mean, that is, uh, I'm actually going to just, I'm just going to pour just a little bit to let it sit while we have a few of these others, because what I'm really thinking is, um, like this is, I don't know how this mixes with that, uh, with the Manhattan finish, but, uh, it actually could have some, some flavor there. So 
There's only one way to find out, right? Yeah, it's, it, yeah I know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm a big. You know, I I like to take things that uh, that folks like yourself have done really well. Uh, but you have to make it for the masses, right? I mean, you've got to make it so that, that no matter who it is, it walks in, picks it up off, off the shelf. They've got to, they don't, maybe they don't love it because it wasn't there, but they have to at least like it. Now I can take whatever you've made done great and I can mix whatever I want. I mean, shit, if nothing else, I'll make a cocktail. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's all good to me. Uh, all right. So I'm getting into the cast strength. I, I jumped the gun. I think maybe, maybe I had a misorder or something. I'm not sure, but now you're, you're good. You went signature double Oak now cast strength. So okay, cool. we've gone from 83 proof to 96.6. And now we're probably about 113. I like, I want to go back so bad to that double Oak, but, but there's no reason to uh, yet. <laughs> yeah, this is, but the, you know, so here's the, here's the cash strength. Here's what I think is really interesting guys. And you guys tell me what you think, but the cash strength, everything about the cash strength is exactly the same as our signature. So it's still the, it's the same blend of the two straight rise, mm -hmm. but, um, the exact same blend, the exact same age. One's 83 proof. One's usually around 113 proof. Drastically different experiences though. Um, and it, it, to me is like, you know, the, the cash strength has a typical, the big, bold, longer finish, nice black pepper, white pepper, but has some interesting, like dark chocolate, almost a little bit of sweetness in there still for that Maryland style. And people are always pleasantly surprised at the drinkability of it for about 112, 113, 114 proof. Um, and so I'd love to hear from you guys on that. And then if you really want to have fun, I think Cal, this is up your right down your. There's a long pot for you, but I, I think you do well with it. Yeah, give, give, give me the give me the give me the gettable par four, and, I'll, <laughs> and, I, and I'm, I'm hitting driver, baby. Oh boy! It's one ounce of signature, one ounce of cash strength in a glass. About 95 proof sits right in the middle. It's a beautiful, beautiful mm. drink as well. Mm. That so does if sound you buy good. the two whiskeys, you really get three whiskeys. <laughs> you know, like. see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, let's see. I, I did pour just a touch of the um, of your signature straight rye just to uh, compare oh, them side yeah. by side, and and you, I can. I mean, there's night and day. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you this. So you know, to your question, I mean, on the nose, I'm actually getting uh, like some more burnt brown sugar out of the cask. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, it, there's nothing in here. And just because I've had a glass or two, I mean, there's nothing in here that makes me want to pull this away from my nose. Right. I mean, I'm not getting any, like, um, most people you would think, you know, Oh, give me that spicy rye. And you know, they get in there and it's like, Whoa, I mean, I'm getting no ethanol out of this thing. Um, yeah. One of our goals was to, we don't like, we want full flavored whiskey, but we don't need, we don't need all the burn. Yeah, I'm, I am getting I'm getting kind of some light sentiment on this thing. This is another I mean, that's the interesting thing about what I, I think you've got here is like these are. I mean, you can pour them and drink them straight out of the bottle. and They'll be fine. I think if you let these sit on the shelf for a little bit, like you're going to really get introduced to a whole new experience. I mean, open it up, pop it, 
pour your first one or second one, put it back on the shelf, grab it a few days later. I think this is going to be really interesting into what it turns into is as, as it's kind of opened up and it's, you know, you're allowing some oxygen to get in there and kind of move around with it. I mean, it's, um, we see that a lot where when you open up a bottle and, you know, the aromatics will be different on it, you know, a day or two later, mm-hmm. just by, like you said, that oxidization kind of happening and really kind of bring it to life. And I'll do that also in the lab or something, you know, test something in the morning and then let it just sit for about two, three, four hours and then come back again. And, but try not make sure you don't eat anything in between two that would change. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then you come back and it's like, wow, look at the nose on that thing. Like mm-hmm. it's so bright. I get so much more vanilla. I get so much more of this. It's, it's really interesting to do that. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, just to be transparent, what I will tell you is, you know, the, the nose, um, I like it, uh, the palate, it just kind of explodes in this, the cast strength explodes in my mouth. I mean, I'm getting it kind of all over it's coating heavy. I mean, that's, I'm really getting that kind of cinnamon bomb in there and, and almost it's, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a cinnamon bond, uh, but I'm almost getting like a, (laughs) but if I can have like a chocolate cinnamon bun, that's kind of what I'm getting. And I've never had a chocolate cinnamon bun, but, uh, but that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm feeling on this. The finish though, is where like, if you, you know, if you said, Hey, I'm going to pour you this cast strength rye, I would be surprised and challenged and especially in like a blind tasting to say that this was a cask strength rye on the finish from the point that it's, I mean, I'm still getting like this cinnamon in my mouth, which I, I like, and yeah, I, I, I do don't too. mind it. it it's mm-hmm. a good thing. It is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the finish, it's not, uh, I'm not getting anything that's like one, one fourteen. Hey, yeah. who says you how, watch me drink like seven of these. Yeah. Man, watch out, Cal. <laughs> yeah. We always have to throw out a little disclaimer. It, it, it may not always, uh, drink like a one fourteen, but it has the effects of a one fourteen. <laughs> no, I mean, this is like, it is, it's smooth. I don't know if I answered your question at the beginning. So, uh, if I didn't, you can, you can redirect me. So. I think we're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I do just want to take a quick hit off of this, um, off of your flagship, just to remind myself what a one fourteen and a 84 is, but so, so it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's almost a completely different whiskey. Mm. Oh, totally. It, uh, it, totally. But it's not, no. I mean, it, it is, but it, but it, it, I mean, in its, in its, um, uh, what would you say in, in its chemistry, it isn't, uh, or, or in the making of it, it isn't, but once you get through it, it definitely becomes a different whiskey for sure. Well, what we noticed too, is when you add, right, when you proof your whiskeys down you, and you add that water, mm-hmm. you kind of pull away some things that could mask flaws. And so you know, when it's big and bold, it just can be overwhelming or you can hide certain things in there a little bit more. Right. Once you bring it down yep. structurally, it can expose things really quickly. Mm-hmm. So you can find out really quickly if you have a good whiskey or not, even at those lower ABV. So in the lab, we actually take everything down to 20% ABV and 40 proof as part of a QAQC kind of um, analysis before blessing a product. So, because it'll just take everything, expose it away. So if there is a a, a kind of a dusty, musty mold, or if there was any 
like acetaldehyde or anything like that, it would be much more exposed. Hey, people are picking up WTs and what off the aftermarket for like just buku amounts of money, and it's like they want that dusty, musty mold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like who's to say who's oh to say that that's bad? But so I just so after drinking, um, it's 80, 84, I think, right? Eighty three. 83 after going back and hitting just a very small sip of the 83 and a smell i went back to the cask and i went to the nose and i'm now getting just punched in the face with this um i don't even want to call it caramel yet because it's not there but it is definitely brown sugar and butter like in there getting to the caramel stage that i didn't get on the initial note of this thing hmm. of the cast strength yeah, like I think that's again, you know, like we're talking about a rye whiskey and you keep talking about sweeter notes, which I love because that to me is that's that Maryland style. Like it's, you know, it's a bourbon's drinker's rye, if hmm. you will. Like it's just got like some of those sweet notes that just come out of that mash bill of the barely legal rye that can bring out. And then, you know, the, the you get a lot of those um, sweet notes, too, out of the barrel. Right. You're going to get that from the wood sugars and so forth. Um and uh the hey buddy what's its name <laughs> his or her name uh that's uh that's our our, our black lab named char like oh, a whiskey nice. barrel oh, yeah. Nice. Sure. So, yeah. So, awesome short for charcoal <laughs> well black lab man. understand yeah. um yeah so like i think that that's um that's pretty damn amazing i'm actually i'm going to uh my liquor store tomorrow to meet with uh one of the owners not my liquor store but uh friends of mine that are, have a liquor store i'm i've definitely got to pour them some of these i don't know if they've had them all but i'll take them a sample anyway just uh just because but uh yeah that's um that's pretty amazing and what just happened from get that back in view that this to this and then this one is in a whole world of its own. I'm, I mean, I'm actually like these two are getting mixed for me. Um, I think that's going to be a, a great accomplishment. Well, he said to and mix one and three, not two and three, Cal. One and three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mix those. Yeah, but I'm thinking about putting a touch of this in one mm. in in there also. So one part, one part, and two parts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already I've got stuff going on. So if I look distracted, it's only because I'm already thinking about how I'm going to mix these and turn it into like my own little recipe. But um, that's like the big gulp of whiskey right there. Like there I mean, oh, big sip, <laughs> big, big sip. sip. Yeah, we, yeah, I don't know. You probably know who Marianne is. Yeah, Marianne, we had her on the show, and I uh, had a had a little. She goes, whoa, big sip, big sip. <laughs> <laughs> no one no one's here to judge no one's uh, here to judge. yeah i'm like I, I didn't i didn't know you're judging me i didn't say anything rude at this point um all right so i'm gonna have a little water and uh i want to well i don't know you want to talk any more about the cast we can revisit some if you want but you may have more stories to tell about uh yeah no i mean you know i think again i think those are our three core products right um sagmore offers like i said just rye whiskey we got our signature 83 proof we got a double oak, um, 96.6 proof and our cash strength that, you know, usually around 112, 113. So I think those are three, even though they're rye whiskeys, I find them to be pretty darn, uh, very different, like kind of experiences that each one can bring. And that's why I was saying, depending on where you are in your whiskey journey, I would hope that maybe one of those would fit well in for you. Oh, I, I don't know how they couldn't. And if you're, uh, by the way, if you're listening and you're looking to buy someone, uh, that may be a, uh, 
a whiskey drinker. Maybe they're a bourbon drinker. Maybe they're a scotch drinker. I mean, these are there. There are three choices here that you could get. So you could message us, and uh, you could actually message uh, Sagamore Spirit, and they'd be able to direct you which way to go. But um, I mean, these are three great directions that you could steer someone and, and get them a gift. And guess what? If you buy it for them and they don't like it. Uh, my phone number is six, seven, <laughs> but just find, you can find me on Instagram and I'll buy it from you and I'll drink it because it's perfectly fine and, and you know, it's all good. So, uh, or just re- tell them to re-gift it to somebody else, put in a little fancy bottle. But I mean, these are, uh, I haven't had anything. I actually, I would probably, well, I want to drink this Manhattan before I get into uh, where I would go we first. We know how I, you feel about number two. Number two is pretty good. So, that was a double oat, right? Uh, see, I knew I'd run him off eventually. Double oat, right? Dan, Dan yep. actually, it was mm-hmm. your fault. You ran him off. Uh, well. uh, it's a, the dog, like, it's like I close the office door, and then he comes in and jams that thick head of his against it and busts it open every time. <laughs> and then and then you can, since I'm not allowing the kids to play on Xbox because I don't want to, you know, mess with the Wi-Fi, you can hear them squawking down there over something. <laughs> yell, yell, yelling at the dog. <laughs> so... All right. So, uh, Mr. Tracy, here's what I want to hear. So, and, and I, as I mentioned, when we started the show, uh, well, first off, before we get into the Manhattan rye, uh, yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's a rye with a Manhattan finish. So before we get into that, uh, you guys are doing something that, that's, uh, that, that I, I'm a huge fan of. I said it a little bit earlier, but I, I tried to, to parlay that into, uh, the tasting of this. I, I love, these finished bottles that that you're doing uh i haven't experienced all of them yet i hope i get to at some point um but at what point did you decide that you were going to go down the finished barrel uh expression road because you've you've got uh i saw there's cognac there's Mm -hmm. uh i could keep going down the road of all the expressions that you have and there's plenty and i'm just salivating over every one of them i don't know that i'm gonna like every one of them because there's a few um spirits that are in there that are probably not my favorite so it didn't mean i wouldn't like it just mean i may not love it uh but i i want to try every one of those so that's my goal for 2021 is to have uh an expression of every barrel finished sagamore rye on my shelf and to try and to review on a show I hope you can join us on that. If you can't, that's not, this is not a pressure point. I did. This I is, am. Co- I, I, well, thanks to COVID, I will be here every night. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do it. We don't have to do them every night. But I would love to do, because I mean, a lot of people, you know, we, we talked about it a little earlier and a lot of people are afraid because it's like, Oh, I don't like flavored whiskeys. And I'm like, well, I, what are you considering a flavored whiskey? And what you're doing is not a flavored whiskey. And I think it's adventurous in the sense that you're going down the road and I'm going to go all the way back to you're, you know, you're very transparent about what's happening and where you're getting your juice from today. You're very transparent in we, we, we ain't cracking the damn cask until it's time. And, and we're going to make good stuff and what you're getting on the shelf today that is outstanding and it's reasonable and it's findable. You're really going down a road of, uh, Hey, anything that you pick up, off the shelf of ours, it's going to be great. Now it may not fit my palate, 
And and I may not it'd be like, eh, I didn't really care for that. Uh, I was trying to pull up uh, some of the the, the the couple of them kind of caught me off guard. There's a one that does like a is it a note? Uh, it's not yours, but what's the nut uh, like the walnut? But you have a walnut cask. No, no, you do, okay? You don't. We have uh, we have we did Calvados finish, cognac finish, port finish. Um, we did a brewer select where we project with Sierra Nevada. Uh, we did. Um, uh, we oh, did. so you did do the, uh, so we were around with a golf superintendent earlier and he was drinking Sierra Nevada. And I said, I swear, I think it was Sagamore that did the cask finish with Sierra Nevada. Yeah. And so, but some of those things, like I can't get down here. I mean, do you just get them at your, uh, do, I mean, is it, is it with you only or how do you get them? No, I mean, that's the interesting thing. So this all kind of comes, the whole thing's inspired by, um, a little bit of, well, two things, education. We're always trying to get smarter and, and learn more, right? And so there's a lot of great spirits out there. We think rye whiskey is really versatile. And it, you know, I always say it's a good thing we don't sell tomatoes. And when in doubt, if we don't like the taste of it, just put it back on the rack and we'll see what happens in another two to five years. Mm-hmm. That thing. And, yeah. and it just, it's amazing what time can do with whiskey. And and so we want to, we want to learn. We want to, we will really want to educate ourselves. And then two, uh, there's no reward without risk. And so we're going to take some, we're definitely going to take some long putts, man. And uh, we're going to take those risks and, you know, risk takers can be history makers at the same time. So it's, it's one of those things This this kind of Sagamore reserve series all depends on what inspires us and how many barrels we might find that we, th- that you can actually get this expression out. So when you look at the, um, uh, Cognac finish. That was one where we sourced uh, some cognac barrels that had cognac in them for 30 years. We took five-year-old whiskey. Wow. We finished in there for six months, got a 98-point rating. Wow. Absolutely insane. Creme brulee. Mm. Amazing stuff. I've never been a cognac person. That could be one of my favorite of all time. We always still want it to be really? a rye whiskey, but like these hints that complement it. And um, the port finish, which again was just a small release run, uh, won world's best rye whiskey, San Francisco Spirit Competition 2019. Wow. Um, Calvados finish was supposed to come out a year earlier than it did, but we didn't like the way it tasted. So we it had all the these great apple notes and honey and crispiness, but it had this like tannin, French oak tannin bite. So we dumped it back out of that. We put it back in freshly dumped rye barrels and let it sit for another year. And 91 point rating whiskey advocate, double gold San Francisco spirit competition. It's a beautiful whiskey. Mm. Um, The Brewers Select with Sierra Nevada. um, We think you work really hard all week long. And on every Friday, you should celebrate that. And so every Friday's rye day, you should celebrate with a good glass of rye whiskey. And then we launched on May 13th, Friday, May 13th, 2016 which was Friday the 13th. So our Friday the 13th is Friday the 13th, Friday which is 13th. once or twice a year. We celebrate all things rye whiskey. And so when we just went to go trademark Friday the 13th, it had been taken mm. by a company called Sierra Nevada. So we said, we're nobody. We have nothing to lose. Call them and see if they'll give us the trademark. So we called them and they're super cool people. And they're like, let us call you back, called us back and said, would you be interested in selling us, give us, 50 freshly dumped rye barrels and some Maryland rye grain and brewing a beer. And so we brew, they brewed a beer called the rye ale finish. 
They put our our name, our logo, and the whole story about Marilyn Rye on the back. And then when they sat those barrels, after they dumped that beer, they sent the barrels back to us. We put our whiskey in it, our four and a half year old whiskey, in it, and did another like almost 18 months in those. Wow. And we came out with the Brewers Select, which only went to California and Maryland, but uh, about 250 cases. And it's like a beautiful, almost like single malt, like really interesting multi like beer notes like it's it's really cool um so that's exactly just, what i'm talking about though i mean it, you're doing ridiculous stuff and it's it, like i mean out of what i've experienced today like, this is good uh i'm i'm gonna be exploring more of the sagamore spirit line and i'm i'm a little uh you got him so excited like now. how do i get a hold of he's, he's way how, too how excited do i get a hold of one of oh, those no. uh <laughs> i mean no guy <laughs> let's talk about one of our newest most exciting yet and that's a manhattan finish because this yeah. one i thought these guys were completely nuts because i like manhattan cocktails so i said i'm going to be very judgmental of this one um and people don't want their whiskeys to be flavored. People don't necessarily want to buy a pre-made cocktail. Um, and again, we want to sell you whiskey. So the notion came and said, what if we source some cherry brandy barrels, source some bitters barrels and vermouth barrels, and then finished our whiskey in each one of those. Wow. Basically deconstructed all the tasting notes of a, of a Manhattan cocktail and then put our whiskey back together to basically have those little compliments, those little Manhattan classic tasting notes, but be a whiskey. I said, if you can pull that off, more power to you. Let's go for it. And in my opinion, my humble opinion, they totally did that. So they like they sourced some cherry brandy barrels. They sourced um, uh, bitters barrels from Fees. Fee Brothers, and they're the only ones that use like full 53 gallon barrels. So waiting for that barrel to become available. Um, and by the way, whiskey finishing bitters barrels goes a long ass way. We have a lot of, <laughs> lot of bitters barrels. We don't know what we're gonna do with down the road, but we, we, we're stocked there. And then some vermouth barrels, and they spent a month in the lab assembling what did, how what would be the right ratio to make this you know, it tastes great. And then they, they came up with a formula and they proofed it to 103. So, I mean, it's 103%, 103 proof. So, I mean, it's a whiskey, but this, this like bright cherry. Oh, it, it, it's, it'll set your soul free. I mean, it, I, I never need to make another Manhattan again. All I need is, uh, you know, maybe I'll use one of my little, uh, fancy cherries and drop in there that I've uh, been marinating and a little pill absolutely there's no reason that you would ever need to mix a manhattan co i mean Peel. you could literally just pour this in a chill glass and you're good to go i've done that and i agree wow <laughs> I, I poured it in a warm glass and i'm still good to go so yeah, no it's 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 really fun and unique man i think you know i really want to tip my hat to the folks i work with for that creativity that vision and 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 so you know it's been we aged our whiskey for four years seven months then we found these barrels and we finished in those for one year nine months so i mean this is a project that's been you know started over two years ago basically and uh, i mean that's whiskey for you and that's a that's a fast that's a quick whiskey project so you know? hold on so this so the whiskey in here is two years and four months 
Uh, no, it's all together about six years. So, so you start with years. the original oak, right? The original oak, which was about just over four and a half years. Okay. We went into these barrels for almost two years. And so we're, we're a little over six years old, all said and done. Mm, that's awesome. So are you excited? So you've done a lot of barrel age stuff. Are you excited about this Manhattan? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so, man. I think, you know, I, and I don't want it, it's every distillery deserves a lot of credit because finishing in a port barrel is not, not as easy as you think. Like going and just putting your whiskey in a port barrel and then saying, dumping it and proofing it. Like there it goes. It all worked. Like, no, you will. When we do these finishes, we are left over with barrels because the blend just didn't need that or that one didn't sure. quite work out. It, they, they have their complications. But to go for this, and then to tell your sales team that you have this product coming, but you have no idea what it's going to really turn out or actually work. Uh, and then it's a you, good way to excite a sales team. Yeah, it's it's. We already did it to them once on Calvados finish when we when we told them they weren't getting it for another year. That did that was tough. So I couldn't do them twice in a row. Luckily, the team nailed it. I'm totally impressed with the way it came out. Um, it's a huge hit. I've had people say I don't even really like you know, Manhattans. Cause I don't really like vermouth. I don't like sweet things, but this isn't sweet. No, no, this, this is a whole like, different. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it's got the, it's got the hint of vermouth in the background, but it doesn't have, see that which I'm different. I mean, I like, I love an Agroni or a Boulevardier or something like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that, but this takes it away. And this is like, if you were trying to introduce that, yeah, I mean, th there's so many. Like, I don't even know where to go with it. <laughs> this is a boulevard. This is a boulevardier in a glass. <laughs> it's so good, man. I'm glad you like it. I love it. That's great, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's really unique. I, I think it's really cool. I I again, I don't know of too many folks blending three different things like that together. It's not easy finding cherry brandy barrels either. Let me tell it's you It's got to be labor intensive because you've moved it through three different barrels, right? Yeah. Or four, three or four? Three. Okay. Not counting the original wood. No, so I'm counting the original. The original. Wood, yeah, then four. Yeah, so you moved it through, so it went into its original and then you move it through three more. And uh, so how, uh, was it Larry that you mentioned earlier? Your, uh, your uh, Larry that ever sold, uh, uh, he's the best, but he would look at us on this one and say, why in God's name would you ruin such great whiskey? A good rye whiskey. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, because you can, but again, I think that's a very, that's what's so interesting about what you guys are doing. And I mean, just all these finishes and like, uh, I mean, no kidding. Go to, uh, go to sagamorespirit.com. Uh, there's only two S's in the name. You uh, get landed on some other page. It's awkward because you put an extra S in. There's not, but I mean, there's so many different things. That rye L finish, tequila finish. Yeah. Some extra Nejo barrels uh, that had tequila in them for 13 years. Oh wow. Um, I'm waiting on a mezcal finish. I haven't done a mezcal finish, <laughs> um, but we that tequila finish was a lot of vanilla and honey. Really? Like, it's amazing how tequila has so much honey in it. Hmm. Like, well, it's really yeah, I mean, you probably bought a real tequila. I mean, I may get, uh, hey, we'll take negative or positive comments, leave them down below. Oh, but, no, no, but I mean, if you actually drink real tequila, and I know all tequila is tequila, but if you're drinking good quality tequila, it is not the stuff that you're buying off the bottom shelf in the uh, 
plastic jugs. I mean, tequila could be actually a sipping whiskey, uh, but I could see how the tequila could come off a little sweet once you add the, uh, you know, if it's a rye and a corn complex in there, I could see how that could happen. Yeah. And now these, these are limited when they're, they're gone, they're gone, they're one and done. Yeah. So if you like it, yeah, grab a second one while you can. Cool. Well, we've we've over it. You've uh, you've allowed us more time than we asked for, sir. So, um, I, I've enjoyed it. I have too. Uh, great, well, great stuff. I don't great even lineup. have to go, yeah. but yeah. Well, he does. I He's don't got have another this. podcast for uh, for thirty five, thirty five minutes or so. Oh. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> but his kids want to get back on the Xbox, though. That's the thing. Know, the, kid, the, the kids got to get on the Xbox. No, uh, so, um, but but no kidding, man. I mean, it's uh, it's been really really a pleasure. I mean, thanks so much. Uh, one, I'd like to say thanks to Brett for. Uh, responding and saying hey i'll see what he says and number two i'd like to say thanks to brian tracy for saying yes yeah uh dan and i really appreciate it that it was great yeah it was so much yeah. fun the great spirits it was so much fun yeah great you guys are doing a great job thank you very much it means a lot and, and thank you for the opportunity because we are a, a very small new brand for the most part you know we're we're four years on the market um and so these opportunities come on your show and get a chance to tell a little bit about who we are and our products and for you guys to help us with that and get the word out. It, I can't begin to tell you as a, a grassroots as it gets, man. Like, that's what we live for. Um, we've always considered ourselves a handshake brand. We love being in the marketplace and meeting people and shaking hands and telling them about our brand and our story. So you can imagine what we think of COVID to be an handshake brand. We're like a little bummed out. Uh, so like, but we know like we will return to that and we'll travel and get to do some of these in person, but this is a huge opportunity for brands like ours. So thank you very much for the opportunity. No, no cheers. Yeah. Hey, so before you go, Dan always likes to ask it, but he knows we've kept you over. So he, Dan's a tight schedule guy. Um, it could be because he has to pee or something. I don't know, but, 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 um, so if we're in the Baltimore area and uh, obviously we're going to stop by and see Sagamore spirit, we're going to do a tour and we're going to do uh, a socially distant tasting. Um, what's, uh, are there any diamonds in the rough up there that, uh, that's like, I mean, there's, there's places to go eat and there's places to go see, uh, but where are you sending me is like, Hey, I'm going to go eat like the locals eat. Oh, you got one. That's a, doozy um but yes going back to the shameless plug of we have a great tasting tour and experience and all those so please come see us we have a world-class distillery um we are a little restricted during COVID times but we're still doing tasting tours we're still doing all sorts of things while we can we have a great outdoor space the team's handled social distancing very very well uh and we made more hand sanitizer than we know what to do with it. Trust me, we are very clean. Um, and then next door, though, we have an amazing restaurant oh. called uh, Rye Street Tavern, which is run by two times James Beard Award winner, Andrew Carmelini. Um, best fried chicken in the world. I'm going to say it right out now. I'll say it again. Best fried chicken in the world. And like, But they also do like amazing ribs where they will... Um, marinate the ribs overnight in a sagamoral fashion so you get the citrus like crispiness to it so that's an amazing place to eat um down the street from there it doesn't get any more local than nick's fish house mm. uh, nick's fish house you come to maryland you're gonna eat crabs right you're gonna eat two crabs oysters the whole oh, thing yeah. 
Nick's Fish House, which you can walk to from the distillery, is the greatest place for that. And then if you're going to stay the night, which you probably should at this point, um, you got to stay at the Sagamore Pendry Hotel. Uh, I think it was Condé Nest Hotel of the Year last year. Wow. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, hotel. Go check out the Cannon Room. Let them mix you up some world-class cocktails. Uh, we have a ton of great things going on in our little city. Media doesn't always love to tell you how amazing Baltimore is, but Baltimore is an absolutely beautiful city with beautiful people and great food, great breweries, great wineries, great distilleries. Please come check us out. We'd love to host you. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great answer. Awesome, buddy. Um, Mr. Tracy? It has been a pleasure and an honor, sir. Thank you. Oh, oh, getting, cheers, buddy. Hey, hey, it's been a great time chatting with you. I don't know. I'll see how it goes. I mean, it's going to go down great, but uh, but you've got some good stuff going on out there, man. Thank you very much. We, we try really hard. We do take quality incredibly seriously. Um, that's the most important thing to us is gaining consumer confidence in our products, and, and that's delivering consistency and quality. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Well, we'll look forward to um, more appropriate times, and uh, we'll be uh, throwing these back together. What do you think about that blend, by the way? I don't know what you blended. I'm not sure what I blended, but I like it. (laughs) Uh, I did the. uh, I I actually did the uh, the uh, your flagship and the double oak. Mm. I think I ended up doing cask and. yeah, I think I got double look as well. <laughs> how'd, how'd you like it? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's working. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I know. I'm popping all over on the inside. Hey, good to see you. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, cheers, everybody. All Thanks right. again. Be safe. All Take right. care. Thank you. Thank you.